Hey everybody, welcome back. I have a new plan for this week. I know last week I, I said that we were gonna talk about how to uh, support your existing clients and, and I will get to that in a few weeks. But I've been getting several questions recently about my business and how I built Emerald City Productions, this podcast production business. So the new plan for this week is I wanna to talk to you about that. I wanna go through how I built it, how it came about, and what has happened to it in the last seven or eight years. So I actually started the business way back in 2009, so 12 years ago now, as a music production business. And you've probably heard me tell this story before of how I had a master's degree in conducting and was working for some arts nonprofits, some choral organizations in Washington, D.C., performing at the Kennedy Center, performing at the National Cathedral. And when my daughter was born, we needed some flexibility. We needed one of us to be home. And so I created this idea, you know, I'm a musician, musician and I love recording. Oh, I could record some acapella groups and do that from home. I see some people online are doing that. And I started to build that business. And I built that over three or four years to the point where I was fully booked. Uh, I was working with a lot of groups all over the country. I was traveling all over the country recording acapella groups. I was working on NBC's The Sing-Off. I was working with professional acapella groups and college acapella groups and high school acapella groups. And it was fun and it was interesting, but there were struggles. Okay, it was always sort of a break even business. And what I started to notice was that, well, music product projects where you're recording an album or something like that, or even an EP, which is like four or five songs, it's a long process. It takes a year or more sometimes to get a project done. And music projects often have iffy budgets. Uh, if you're working with a student group, if you're working with a professional group that is fundraising or anything like that and saving money and they have a group of people trying to figure it all out, sometimes the budgets are not su sufficient for the amount of work that's being done, for the expertise that you've developed as a business owner. So that was a problem for me too. And then music clients often struggle to pay or to pay on time or to pay at all. I think I still have something like two or $3,000 of uh, outstanding bills or invoices that never got paid. And that was eight or nine years ago. And it's just like, whatever, let it go. So I had that problem and I, and I started to think about how could I use my skills, my expertise and build a business that was sustainable and would provide a comfortable lifestyle for my family. Cause my wife was still working at the time. And so I didn't have to worry about that as much. It was more for me being home. She had the benefits, but I wanted to figure out a way for the business to maybe bring her home, allow her to work from home as well, provide a comfortable lifestyle for my family. And so I started to think about recording. Okay, what else could I do in recording? Because I don't want to go, you know, for a while, I, I tried to find uh, some jobs at like some of the government contractors that are around DC and thinking, you know, my unique skill sets as a musician and project manager and operations director at some of these nonprofits might be my translate. And none that never went anywhere. I, I don't think I ever even got a call back. Uh, even with a lot of the people I knew in that business, it, those things never went anywhere. So I started thinking recording, what could I do? What could I do creative? Could I get into video production? Could I do all these things? And I was like, I don't really want to learn video production. Uh, it, it doesn't make as much sense to me as audio production. So I started to think about what else is out there. And I, I realized, oh, I'm listening to these podcasts. And you may have heard me talk about this before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
I was listening to these podcasts and I started to notice that like, wow, the sound quality on this podcast is horrible. I love it. I listen to it, but some some episodes, it's just almost impossible to listen to. So I thought, well, why don't I reach out to some people? And 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 that's kind of how it kicked off, that I just reached out to podcasters and started asking questions, asking if they needed help, things like that. So I kind of want to go through the, I've come up with really six phases or six steps that my business went through. And this is a, the six step process is really similar for a lot of consultants, uh, people who have had corporate careers or expertise in a certain area and have gone out on their own and started their own consulting firm. So I wanna walk through these six steps so you can hear my journey and maybe think about how it might apply to you. So the first step that I went through, I'm gonna call it free to learn, okay? I basically gave my skills away for free. I created content, I did work for people, I recorded, I edited people, I made stuff better. And I did that for free at first in order to get social proof and referrals, okay? If I went to someone and said, hey, look, you know, I'm a music producer and I have all these skills and all this knowledge and I can help you make your podcast sound better, they could see my website. They could see that I had some trust. They could, you know, go on my LinkedIn and, and look at that. And then that's same for a lot of corporate people. So I could do that and do the work for free and do a good job and learn a little bit at the same time in order to get testimonials, in order to get referrals, have them connect me with other podcasters. So I told you about you know just reaching out to those podcasters for free and doing that work. And then I also started to ask them like, hey, how can I meet other podcasters? Because I have a relationship with you guys and, and I listen to your shows and I think you're great, but I know there's lots of podcasts out there. How do I meet more podcasters? So they told me about, some podcasting conferences and introduced me to people that were going so that I could know someone when I got to this conference and and do some networking and meet other podcasters and learn a little bit more. Also did some networking on social media in podcasting groups and things like that, meeting people, answering questions, giving of my time and my expertise as a recording engineer got me a lot of cred right away, okay? Got, got me a lot of people respecting me and knowing that I knew what I was talking about. So that really helped. And that was the free to learn period. Give it away for free. Give the skills away for free so that you can get that social proof, get those referrals. And really quickly, as you do that work, you can move on to the second phase, the second step, which is low to grow is what I'm going to call it. So you set lower rates, lower prices in the beginning as you're starting out to gain experience and grow your network. So we're still in that growing your network phase, we're getting experience, but you don't wanna do it for free anymore. So I set my rates at first really low per episode, like competitive with people who were just getting into podcast editing and things like that. Even though I knew a lot more about how to use a DAW, how to use microphones, how to get good recording quality sound, I set it low to get a lot of work to get maybe in with people who had more experience in podcasting that were wanting to look for a deal. And so I got to work with some really influential podcasters at the beginning because my rates were lower than some others who'd been doing it for a long time. And then I went above and beyond, like all the time. If there was a problem, if there was a last minute problem, if there was a last minute episode that needed to get done, I made it happen. And this is when I was all by myself. This is just me in this business. I got it done. And that's the key is showing people that, you know, you don't want to 
stretch yourself too thin, but you want to show that you care. You want to show that you care about doing great work. And that's what I did at the beginning was went above and beyond when it needed it. And if people asked me to do new stuff, do stuff that I didn't already do or didn't know how to do, I said yes. And I tried it and I learned and I got better. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do this and I can learn. I learned how to write show notes. I learned how to do this. I learned how to add stuff to people's websites. I learned how to create social media accounts and schedulers and things like that to get posts out and and create graphics on Canva and all that sort of stuff. I learned how to do all of that stuff myself so that I knew what hap- was happening and how it worked. So then I moved on to the next step because at this time, I'm you know charging people a low rate. I'm getting lots of referrals. And so this is the next step. I'm getting referrals. They're coming in. I've gone above and beyond for my current clients. And you and you keep going above and beyond for your current clients. And they're going to then be your best source of referrals. So those referrals started to roll in. And because those referrals come from people that they trust and trust the person that's referring them, those referrals tend to stick with you. So you're growing your client base. You know, at first it was five clients and then it was 10 and then it was 15 and no one was stopping and they were doing 50 episodes a year and then it was 100 episodes and then people had been with me for three years. So they tend to stick with you. So what I started to do was with those referrals, I offered referral bonuses early on. You know, like if someone stays with me for a couple months as a client, you get a free month of service or you get a f- 10 free episodes or something like that. And I reminded my clients pretty regularly at that time, probably two to three times a year, hey, don't forget if you have people, other podcasters you know that need help, I would love to work with them. I would love to provide them the same level of service. And and because I was going above and beyond and doing the work, that was a very easy referral for a lot of clients. And, and a lot of them didn't even care that they were getting a bonus. They were like, if, if a friend who's a podcaster came to them and said, I need help, they're like, oh, you gotta talk to Danny. You gotta go to Emerald City Productions. So that allowed us to grow uh, to the point of 15 clients, 16, 17 clients. And that's when I started to feel the pressure of like, oh gosh, I don't know that I can keep up with this by myself doing this all by myself. So I had to move on to that next step, which was train your team. I had to create a team at first, but the important point of this step is that you have to train your team. You can't have anyone else train them. So what I did was I, you know, you try to find young, hungry people. I'm, you know, close to 40 at this point in my business. And I needed people who I could pay a little less than what I was getting because I needed to make a profit and grow the business and things like that. So find young, hungry people who want to learn how you do what you do. Okay, if they see that, wow, you know, Danny has built a podcasting business here and he seems to be doing it right, I want to learn how to be a recording engineer, a podcasting uh, editor, engineer. So that's what I did was I found those people who wanted to learn that and wanted to learn how I did what I did. So I was able to then train them in my ways, right? Be their Yoda. I was able to be the guide and then bring them onto my team. So after training them, after teaching them how to do this, this is how you edit podcasts or this is how you produce a, a song in the music world. I could say, hey, do you want a job? Do you want to come on my team? I've got like five or six clients I can give you right now where you're going to be working on a podcast episode every week. And so for a lot of people, that's a no-brainer. Wow, regular work in the recording world? Yeah, sign me up. So 
I was able to bring them on my team and because I'd trained them and because they're people that I'd vetted and seen how they learn and see how they did their work, I could rely on them. I could trust them. And in fact, I think almost 90% of my editing team is still people that were the first editors I hired because they were people I knew, they were people I trained, they were people who were full-time recording engineers and I could rely on, rely on them and I could trust them. Now, as you grow your team, I'm gonna make a, a statement here, especially because if you have an online business, this is a lot easier to do than if you have a brick and mortar business. I would recommend that in order to grow your business, that these team members are contractors, not employees. Once you bring someone on as an employee, it opens up a lot of other things that you have to do in terms of accounting and taxes and healthcare and all those types of things. It just makes it easier. It allows them to move in and out and stay flexible with their time if they are contractors. Okay, so that's a recommendation I make there. And then for the great team members, the ones that really came through, I would re reward loyalty, okay? I would reward them with better rates, promoting them, more work, more clients, things like that, okay? As they gained my trust, you've got to reward your team members. So now I've gone through that free learn step and then low to grow, and then I got my referrals going, and then I trained my team. So now we're 20, 25 clients. I had to grow the team. There were new services that we were offering um, that just weren't, weren't just editing, that I could no longer do all the copywriting and all the social media scheduling and posting things on people's websites. So I had to grow my team with other people. And so once you get to that point of needing to work more on your business too, okay, less in the business. If, if I was gonna grow the business, I needed to be going out and talking to new clients. And I didn't have time to do this stuff uh, in the production side of things that I was doing. So once you get to that point where you need to work more on the business and less in the business, you gotta grow your team as well. So one, I recommend you go to reputable sources to add team members, especially team members that are outside your area of expertise. I don't know project management, even though I've done a lot of it. I don't know operations. I don't know marketing. I don't know copywriting as well as some of the copywriters out there. So what I did was I would go to reputable, reputable sources, people that train those people, people that have networks and groups of those people, colleagues, friends, clients, I would go to and say, hey, do you work with anyone that does this type of thing? I need to hire a copywriter. I need to hire a project manager, things like that. So go to reputable sources to add those people. And then you've probably heard this before, hire slow, fire fast. Okay, especially for more important roles like project managers, people who are managing team, people who are managing uh, and, and communicating with clients. Hire slow, fire fast, because if you get someone on who's not working out, really quickly you can lose a lot of trust with your clients if they are doing a poor job or they're just not getting it. So free to learn, low to grow, referrals, train your team, and we've now grown the team. Okay, I've added a couple of project managers. Now we're at the serious point. We're at the point where you're topping six figures every year and you've got 30 clients a week with episodes coming in and lots of projects. Like think about if you're a consultant in another field, you may have five or six clients with big projects and five figure projects going on at any time. Now you're serious and you're starting to feel that pressure of like, I've got to get out of the business. I have to work on uh, CEO type things, okay, the the visionary type things. So at this now you're serious step, 
This is step six. Now you are serious. You got to find an operations person. No matter what type of consultant you are, you've got to find someone who can make things happen, who can be a voice uh, with clients and, and keep things running on a daily basis and help you run your team. And then when you're growing now, you've got to figure out, reverse engineer what people want from you. It's, it's basically SEO research on yourself, okay? Figure out what people want from you, figure out what's working, and then use that info to brand and market your business. You've gone through a lot of things now. And this was the point where I had to look back and see what's working, what's not working. What do people like about us? What do we do really well? And that was what I used to create a new brand and to make choices in marketing the business. And we're actually going through this step now where we're gonna redo the website based on a lot of this information that we found. And I would encourage you to use a marketing system. This is a very simple marketing system um, that I've embraced and find to be very successful and, and work for helping me grow the business. And that's first, you have to start with data. You have to do the research, you have to figure out who your clients are, what do they like about you? What do you do well? What don't you do well? Get that data. Where do they come from? What industries are they coming from? Or if you're in one industry, uh, what segment of that industry is working? Get that data collected and then come up with a strategy of how you might market to those people. What, what messages do you want to give to them? How are you going to use your website? Are you going to use ads? Things like that. Then create your branding. Okay, if you're rebranding or if you're starting out from scratch, that's when you create the visual, the verbal, um, the identity that your brand, that your business has. That's the step you, do, you create that brand. After you've researched the data and you've come up with a plan and come up with a strategy, that's when you create the, the logo, the colors, the things like that. Um, a lot of people start with the branding. You'll, you might go to some marketing agency and they want to start with the branding, but you've got to figure out who you're talking to first. And we, we do this even when we launch podcasts. And then you got to test, okay? You've got to test that message out in the world. You've got to work on the SEO on your site and see if that's what people are looking for. You've got to do an audit to know if that's what people are searching for. And then you can do your launches. So I've followed that marketing system. So at this you are serious step you've got to find that person that can help you run the business help you run the team you've got to do your research and you've got to follow a clear marketing system that will help you grow from that point and scale your business so those six steps again i want to go through them free to learn i started for free to get that social proof and and start to get referrals then i set really low rates to grow to get more clients to build the trust and then those clients gave me referrals and that helped grow the business even more to the point where I needed a team. So I had to train the team and I trained the team myself to make sure they did things how I wanted them to be done to the level of quality that I wanted them. And then at that point, it was so big that I had to grow the team. I had to bring in people that could do all the stuff that I had been doing myself. And then at that point where I'm serious and it's, it's just way too much, way too much to handle, way too much for me to manage the team myself. I had to find someone to help me run the team and then come up with a system to grow and scale, especially in marketing. Now I have one bonus recommendation for helping you grow your business. And, and this is something that has always been there. It's been there throughout the last four or five years for me as I really was at that low to grow step uh, very early on. And that's being in a mastermind group. I recommend that you get in a mastermind group 
early and find a group that is strong. So that means pay for a group. You've got to pay for a group. Free masterminds are okay, but I've never had a lot of success with them. Pay for a group that is serious, but don't overspend. Okay. Don't overspend to the point that it would cripple you financially in terms of your business, but find a group where the leader pushes the group and a group where the leader is willing to ask people to leave if they're not putting effort into it, if they're not pulling their weight. Okay. And I find that a great way when you, when you identify a group that you might want to be in, ask the leader what their expert expectations are of people and what their goal would be for you. Okay. You want to be in a group where the leader is not just there to get paid. Uh, you want a group where the leader is going to lead it, to moderate, to guide people and have expectations of people for where they want to go. So I hope this was helpful this week. Uh, a lot of you have asked me about how I grew my business. And I, so I wanted to lay that out. And I do a plan to talk more about it in the future. Uh, so if you haven't yet written rated and reviewed this podcast and are following me or subscribing, depending upon what platform you are on, go, go ahead and do that. Subscribe so that you get the latest episodes and you know what we're doing. And then reach out to me if you have any questions about how you could grow a business uh, as a consultant. Uh, it's basically what I am in the podcasting world. We're really an agency now, but I'm a consultant that helps people create their podcasts and manage their podcasts. If you have questions about that, feel free to email me, danny at emeraldcitypro.com. I would love to talk to you more about it. So next week, we'll get back to some more podcasting talk, but I hope this was helpful this week and I will see you then. <laughs>